Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a bonus episode of Warp, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek episodes. Tonight, we go inside Picard. My name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. And I'm Minwin. Yay! Here we are with episode five of Inside Picard. That's where we're at, right? I'm not wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's episode Correct. five. <laughs> I had a, I had a on the car ride over to Warped on Saturday. I had a very difficult time remembering when I was talking to Jake if we had recorded episode four or not. I changed my <laughs> mind several times because I couldn't remember. <laughs> Uh, it's like, are we on four or are we on five? And... I thought you guys had, but no, if we you weren't sure. I didn't see how I could be. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we had, we, we did. Had. We're on good. five, yeah. and We're I'm, on I'm five. currently I'm currently editing four. Oh, oh yes. sounding great. Okay, excellent, okay. excellent. In my mind, that was weeks ago. <laughs> Your life moves amazingly I quickly. I record a lot of po- I record a lot of podcasts. That's this true. Day. You've been yeah. recording. You've I did like two yesterday. How was how'd it go? It was great. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, nerd Trek, the Nerd, nerd Trek podcast. How are the? How was come that? out in a couple of weeks. How was that team? How was that group of uh, of podcasters? They were good. They're they're like more. They're a little bit more um, hardcore than we are. Like they're co- they go to cons and Ooh. cosplay and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They're a little more. They're a little more like in the world than we are. Well, you uh, have talked about uh, the convention in Las Vegas coming up. Yeah, we but... talked about, and I talked about that with them because they're all going. And so oh, are they? I, <laughs> That's where the journey ends with us. <laughs> I said, I said we'll probably meet up with you guys while we're there. You know? In spirit, we definitely need to go. I think so. Although we need to yeah. get where they they Just need to start. They need to post like the cheap seats. Yeah, I know. We just need to get like one day, like yeah, yeah. general tickets because how how portable can you make this? Very portable, highly portable, as portable as we could record in bathrooms. Okay, we could record in attics, basements, right. You're closets. Your pond fire, you know, in the bathroom. We're not recording in a bathroom. <laughs> Well, you know, the, I, some of those casinos have very fancy bathrooms. They're like luxurious. I mean, I think we could do something where we're just, it's a, it would be formatted differently, but we walk well, around we with like do a it, zoom. We just do like a bonus episode where we're just sort of Oh, yeah, talking. where okay. we would just walk around and say like, hey, Sean, what are you looking at right now? And what do yeah, you like? Yeah, and, yeah I just want to walk around and talk to people and talk to the yeah. cosplayers and mm-hmm. do stuff, yep. stuff like that. I think that would be exactly. Yep. Yeah. I see it already. I've got a backpack. I've got all of the audio gear uh, in it and then wires uh, with, with mics coming out of it. So it's almost like a squid octopus tentacle thing. <laughs> it's Excellent. Cool. Yeah. It's like a doc oct. You know. I was, yeah, thinking, you could, totally I was thinking you could cosplay as a Ghostbuster and then <laughs> ha- hide all of the equipment in the like backpack thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the proton guns are the that mics. That would be your microphone. Yeah. Like yep. <laughs> But that's not Star Trekky. Well, that's true. It is specifically a Star Trek con. It's not just a general sci-fi con. We We all go beat up, and you could have the cables coming out like Borg. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I could wear a box that is a Borg box on my crotch. (laughs) You you should go as an assimilated Horta. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So you're That's the Horta, deep. but you've got all the Borg tech the coming Borg out of stuff. here. Yeah. Wait, what's the, the Horta again? Was that the white beast? The, what? The, rock the rock monster. The rock monster. Oh, pain, pain. pain. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> okay. You nailed well, it. <laughs> well, did we start this episode yet or did we just... We did well, Sean, did, did, Sean, Sean did the intro, so yes, I think okay. we have started. What are we, we talking about talking today? about the actual why we're here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, episode go ahead. Five, we don't want two hours of audio. Episode five, yep. Star Trek this is, car. This is making me remember fondly the days of talking about Sean's body hair. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that anymore. We, we, we're through that. Today, we're going to talk about my body hair, which is pretty fairly minimal, you know? And my le- anyway, <laughs> it's Stardust City Rag, episode five, right? Yes. So, so what is Picard, guys? I hear it's good. It's good. It's good. Now, this is going to be interesting because you're. This is the first time you're joining us for this, but you have listened to all of the our Inside Picard episodes. The first because, three, yeah, yeah. You haven't listened to four yet. You just said you were editing it. Not the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> I'm like five minutes. So in. when you said a few minutes to go that you were almost done editing, <laughs> put the what curtain you really back down. Close I, the kimono. I just begun. <laughs> yes. I didn't say that, I don't think. But maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, You said you were doing it. I don't know. Well, whatever. Anyways, Stardust City Rag. Yes. Men, you you recall. I said you guys sounded good. Last episode, the crew was on their way to uh, Cloud something. Vashti. Free Cloud. Free Cloud. Free Cloud. Yes. They left Vashti. They took, uh, what's his name? Elnor. Mm -hmm. So they got their muscle now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to Free Cloud to find Bruce Maddox. And how do you think this episode starts, man? With an orgy. <clears throat> okay. Think about how is every other episode started. Oh, oh okay. Uh, flashback, flashback, flashback. 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 To an orgy. It doesn't start with the last half of Picard saying age, because he just finished saying engage. <laughs> So the last episode, Jake, <laughs> episode four ends with seven of nine beaming up to the ship. Nice. And so now she's on board with the crew. I literally just rewatched this an hour ago to get ready for Good. this because I hadn't watched it since it came out last week. My so notes are it's, sparse. It's very fresh in my mind. So they start with a flashback. Of Two. Seven of nine. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Well, it starts with uh, first of all, you didn't do the credits. Written by Kirsten <laughs> Bear, directed by Jonathan Frakes. You're Correct. off your game, man. You've been fought, gone too long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell him, Matt. Tell him. Yes, we need better from you, Sean. We expect more. All right. I'm. I'm getting my game face on. Let's go. <laughs> have drink some more. Have a, have a cocktail or something. Uh. So it's a flashback to 13 years in the past, right? And we see this guy lying on a table, and he's being operated on by mean, sadistic doctors. And they they drill into his head, and they pull out pull his eye. eyeball. And his eyeball, you see, is a, is Borg, is Borg. a Borg eyeball. Mm. And so they cut the, the cord that's connecting his eyeball to the rest of his head, and they throw it into a like a thing, Tray. and they're like, 
we're going to take all your Borg pieces out of you. And they're, and he's like screaming. It was actually pretty graphic it's, for it's graphic. Yeah. Star it's Trek. A lot of blood. Of yeah. A lot of, gro- like, lot of gore. They actually show you them pulling the eyeball. Like, yeah, out it's of pretty raw, raunchy. Uh, that's CBS all access for you, man. Does the eyeball yep. look like okay. a human eyeball or like a robot eyeball? It, it, it was looked- human, but it had like Borg, like stuff mm-hmm. coming off behind of it. it. Right. Yeah. So he then, looks like a deborg human. Yes. Sort of like Seven of Nine and Hugh looked like he had already been deborg. There were just small pieces of it, right. and they were ripping him up even more. So then Seven of Nine comes in, guns a-blazing. She's got her guns, and she she kills the two baddies who are in there. And she goes over to the guy who's on the table, and we learn that that guy is Icheb. Now, only people who watch Voyager will know who will remember who Ichab was. Sean, you, you never watched Voyager. I never watched Voyager. I've I've read enough online now about who Ichab is. Okay, Jake, did you ever watch Voyager? I did, but not regularly. So, sort of late in the run of Voyager, they came across some some Borg children, and they deborgified them. And Seven of Nine became, like, sort of their adopted parent. And one of them was this boy named Icheb. And so she sort of raised them after they were deborged. So what we learn now is sort of what happened to Icheb. And he's on this table and he's being tortured. And she comes over and she's like, I'm going to get you out of here. And he's like, no, no, it's too late for me. You have to go. And so she he says, like, kill me, essentially. Yeah. Right? He yeah. He says, just do it because I'm, I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. It's this painful. Yeah. So she kills him. She shoots him with her face. Says, oh, I'm so man. sorry, my child. She's crying and he's crying. It's a very sad moment. Really, really a, a bummer of a way to sort of open. Yeah. The this episode, which was when we saw the previews, was all like, oh, look, they're going on a planet and Picard's right. wearing an eye patch. This they're all wearing fun outfits. Yeah. This and it episode, kind of is, but it doesn't start that way. Not a romp. <laughs> it, there's romp in it, but it starts and ends in a very it, sort of fashion. And there's some pretty, I mean, the, well, we'll get to it, but the stuff with Rafi is pretty intense, too. Th- this, this, this moment where Icheb dies. Is has been has caused an uproar in the world of Star Trek Twitter. Like the fans are up in arms about this because each up is one of those characters that people who really love Voyager have a lot had a lot of like fondness and affection before. And people sort of speculated before the show came out. Well, maybe because they had announced that seven of nine was going to be on the show. So a lot of people were like, well, maybe each going to be on the show too. And, uh, he is for 45 seconds <laughs> and then, they, <laughs> and then he dies. Dies. So if you're a, a fan of... and you're hanging all your hopes on the reappearance of each I mean, right. You, you, you <laughs> got probably a deep. pretty devastating moment <laughs> for you. Hey, client go up. You need a breath of air. So a lot Sorry. of people were very upset about this because he he was sort of a there's a certain subsection of fan of Voyager fans who are who you know that was a that was sort of a favorite character of theirs. So a lot of people were very upset that Icheb was so like just summarily tossed tossed aside, right? Shows up the just pathos. 
Well, what it's what they're do the reason they're showing you this is to show you sort of what happened to Seven of Nine and why she is the way she is now, as we're gonna see in this episode. Yeah. This experience of losing Ichab has changed her. What about all the uh, medicine in uh, the Federation? Couldn't they have, like, helped Ichab out? They didn't need to finish him off. You know, Star Trek is one of those things where the medicine works when the writers decide. They want it to to work. It's like the economy. If are killing off a character for dramatic purposes, then the medicine is going to (laughs) work. Okay. I have a board question to help me visualize all this. Sure. Uh, during Voyager, Seven had, as an assimilated human, had like a staccato kind of Borgy way of speaking. Yes. Does, is she de- still delivering her lines like that? No, she's much more emotional now okay. than she was back in the old show. Okay, got it. She still has the same sort of like vocal inflections. Like she, you can you can tell that she's playing the same character, but just a more. Uh, Human, human version of the of that character a more human, human. <laughs> his human. was the most each was the most human human if you've seen our what was that star trek three star trek three yes seen star trek two listen to the star trek two or star trek three it's episodes. three where we all do it together yeah, at the yeah. beginning of <laughs> human <laughs> yeah you can always count on aaron oh uh, Ichab's wearing a Starfleet uniform in that episode, in that flashback scene. So we learn that, you know, he eventually went on to join Starfleet. We learn a little bit more about what happened to Ichab later in the episode when Seven of Nine sort of tells the story of what happened to him. So that's the flashback, right? Man, you with us? Yeah. yeah. And then they flashed to two weeks ago at Free Cloud. Right. So now we're on Free Cloud, and Free Cloud is kind of a Las Vegasy, anything goes kind of planet where yeah. rough and tumble people come to conduct their illicit, you know, quarks, bars, transactions, there. or whatever. Yeah. We see a shot from, we see a like overhead kind of shot of the city, and we mm-hmm. see that there's a, there's a quarks bar. And uh, there's also Mott's Hair Emporium. Did you see yeah. that one? Sean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Quark, Quark, nine, Quark's eight. character from Deep Space Nine? Mott was the haircut, the the barber on the on, Enterprise on, on yeah. Next Generation. So those were a couple of little funny like callbacks to the old show. Was there Morn's Comedy Club? There, there wasn't, but there should have been. That, that would have been, been awesome. That would have been a really good one. There is a vaguely Mornish looking character in this episode. Yes, that's true. He doesn't sound like Morn. Well, Morn doesn't that he, talk. In the sense that he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're in this bar. And there's this woman there who is sort of the boss of this. You get the sense that she's sort of a power player in this town. Mafiosa. She runs the bar. And her henchman comes over and says, Bruce Maddox is here. Bruce Maddox's men, if you'll remember, is the character That's that they're all looking it. for, right? Mm-hmm. What does the uh, the the woman the look like? She looks like she looks human, but she's got they've they've dressed her up in sort of outrageous future clothes, which made me happy <laughs> because I've been waiting for people. Yeah. I've been waiting for some real wacky, yeah, yeah. for some real wacky costuming, and we finally get it in this one. Yep. 
Describe it. I, I need. She's I need got visual. big, huge, sort of metallic, um, like epaulets that like <laughs> stick up off her shoulders. You know, yeah. her hair is all done up in a weird kind of thing. She's got real long fingernails, like real long, like oh. three inch long, and they're sharp. And they look like little daggers sticking off oh. of her fingers. Yeah. Uh, wait till you hear her name, men. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved all of the names so far, especially the the secret societies. So Bruce Maddox is in the bar. Mm. And, uh, oh, we should say that the the guy who played Ejeb in that little flashback scene, not the same actor who played Ejeb on the show. On the show. Uh, That actor is very active on Twitter, the actor who originally played Ejeb. He just wanted too much money. And really uh, was sort of launched a self self-made campaign to try and get himself back on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, but they did not rehire him apparently because he got me too. And oh, I don't know, has yeah. said some inappropriate things about how what Kevin Spacey did wasn't all that bad or whatever. So, uh-huh. so anyway, it's a different each and the, and, and now we're going to meet Bruce Maddox and it's not the same Bruce it's Maddox. Different act. Yeah, that was, that was all over, over Twitter too was, how could they recast these guys? Star Trek doesn't recast. Yeah, except for every other time they've recast. Ask Kirstie Alley. Yeah, ask Kirstie Alley. Yeah, ask Kirstie Alley. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't reuse the same actor f- for Bruce Maddox. I understand is, why they didn't use the same actor. Is he not? Uh, is he alive? <laughs> well, I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't look him up. I should have before yeah. we started, but I didn't look him up. It's all right. Sean's normally the one who looks things up on IMDb. Yeah, I didn't There's no IMDb. So the the woman who runs the bar, she goes over and Bruce Maddox is sitting there and he's all bearded and scruffy. Haggard. Looks looks like like shit. Looks like he's been on the run. And she gives him another Easter egg, uh, Trenya. Oh, what is that an Easter egg for? That's from the episode with uh, baby Clint Howard. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he serves them. Trenya. Okay. That, you say that, that like you think I remember that. <laughs> well, I thought that was sort of a, a pretty famous, like, Did you Star remember Trek. that or did you read that somewhere? No, I remembered that. <laughs> you did? I did. They said Trenya and you were like, I remember Trenya. Yep, <laughs> I did. Okay, I believe you. I was like, that's the sort thing of. that Clint Howard <laughs> offers them. Baby Clint Howard offers them in that episode. Okay, I didn't what remember is- that. Trenya. It's, it's booze. It's booze. She's yeah. got a bottle of uh, yellow goop in her in front gotcha. of her and she's like, have some Trenya. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it turns out, men, that this woman's name is Bajazel. <laughs> Bajazel. <laughs> yeah. And don't according mess it up. To, according to the closed captioning, it's B J A Y Z L. Bajazel. Which just sounds gross to me. Like yeah. A bajazel sounds like something you get in in the bathroom at Star Trek Las Vegas. <laughs> well, you could get. I went in could... to record a podcast. <laughs> I got bajazel. I got bajazel. <laughs> you have to get that surgically removed. Well, for me, bajazeling is more dazzling. It's a little like bedazzling, but specifically something else. Right. Thought it sounded... that's a, well. That's a that's an accepted term. <laughs> But Jazel, I like it. You say a Jazel, I say a Jazel. I say a Jazel. 
That joke will never get old to me. I it's, will laugh. It's a great joke. I love I it. I laugh at that every time. Oh, I have it. The original actor who played Bruce Maddox, Brian uh, Bro Brian Brophy. Uh-huh. Are you looking at his IMDb? Uh no. I'm looking at Memory Alpha. Oh, okay. What is he what is are, currently the, the theatrical director, the director of theater arts at Caltech. Oh, so he's oh, local. Wow. He would have been in the area. He would have at been around. Caltech? That's crazy. It's interesting, huh? Yeah. That is, it's an interesting intersection of yeah. science and art. Nerd and art, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, That's so interesting to me that mm -hmm. they he, he was local and they didn't reuse him. Maybe he or he turned them. Maybe he said no. Maybe he didn't want possibly. to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's teaching art, I mean, if he's teaching theater, theater you'd yeah. think that he would. Well, but maybe he just doesn't do that anymore. Maybe he doesn't act anymore. Yeah, I'd like to read it. I'd like to read it. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. tweet him. Tweet him. <clears throat> he's in so, his at least tenth year as director of Caltech. Wow. Amazing. At least, yeah, cool. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah. He's good, he's doing all right. He's fine, he didn't <laughs> yeah. need this gig, yeah. So he it gives them the training. No, so they have this whole conversation first where they, she's saying to him, What are you doing here? and he's like, The Tal Shiar showed up and they blew up my lab and tried to kill me, and I had to go on the run. And because of that, I'm not going to be re I'm not going to be able to repay the the loan I owe you. Right, right. So you get the sense that he's borrowed some money from this woman, that she's some kind of loan shark, and he's come to her because he doesn't have anywhere else to turn. And she's like, don't worry about the loan. That's all very interesting. The Tal Shiar, hmm, that's troubling. She gives him the drink. He drinks the drink, and then he chokes him and, and passes out. out. And you're like, oh, she's bad. She's a she bad. says... This sucks. Dealing with the Tal Shiar is such a pain in the ass. And then we mm. get our lovely opening credit scene, right? Mm. Lovely music and da 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 da. da. <laughs> and now so, we're back. Go ahead. Somebody so Picard's going to have to go through her to get to Maddox. Correct. Yes. Mm. You've tracked it perfectly so far. We're back on the La Serena, right? Back on La Serena, right? And it's Picard is in his holographic uh, version of his chateau that they created for seven. seven comes in and he's like, can I get you something to drink? Would you like some tea or a glass of wine? And she's like, bourbon, sneak. <laughs> That's how you know she's like tough now because she drinks straight bourbon. That's right? hilarious. It's classic sort of detective mm -hmm you know, film noir kind of thing. Like, I, I drink it straight out of the bottle. Mm. So anyway, he gives her a drink. She slugs it down, like, in one gulp. And they have this conversation about sort of what... She's like, what are you doing out here? This, you know, this is a dangerous place for a, a frail old man like you. And he's like, I'm looking for somebody. I gotta help. I gotta find this person. And we learn that Seven has become part of this group called the Fenris Rangers, which we heard about in the last episode. They are sort of these like vigilante peacekeepers who are running around this area of space that kind of went to hell when the Federation pulled out. Right, men? Mm. Remember the Federation pulled out and then everything went bad. And yeah. now there's all these criminal people running around causing trouble. Yeah, and the Fenris Rangers are these sort of unofficial uh, peacekeepers, peacekeepers mm -hmm. in this area. And Seven is now one of them. 
Mm-hmm. And but she and Picard have this conversation where she basically tells him, you don't have any business being out here. It's too dangerous. And he's like, I have to do this thing. I have to find this girl. And I think the person that I need to find is on free cloud. Seven is like free clouds, a piece of shit. Why do you want to go there? He's like, I have to go there. That's where the clues have led me to. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to help you. And so she kind of starts to walk away. And then she's like, who is it you're looking for? And Picard's like, I'm looking for this girl who has no one else to help her. And because earlier seven had said, what the Fenris Rangers do is help. We fight people. for people who have we nobody who can help who don't us. Have anybody to help. Oh, the A team. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, kind of like the A team. Yep, exactly. So, and he says, says, I'm looking insert, for someone who doesn't insert, have anyone to help them. <laughs> insert the A team theme right here, Jake. Just a, like five seconds of it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we all know it. All right. Yeah, you don't have to insert it. We actually just sang it. Cool. Um, <laughs> Checkbox checked. <laughs> So because he says that to her, that he's helping someone who who can't help themselves, she's like, all right, maybe I'll I'm help. In. Pour yeah. me another drink and let's and talk. We'll talk. And so that's sort of the end of that little scene. Sean, if you have anything you want to jump in on, just jump in. Anyway. Uh, no, I, right oh. now we're, we're I, I'm trying. I saw it. I watched it last week. So my memory of it is probably not as good as yours. Yeah, I, I literally so just. So and far, I I'm on board. I remember all this. I actually wrote down. I know because you got so mad at me last time for not doing things in the right order <laughs> that I actually wrote down the sequence. Oh, no, you scenes. got mad at me for trying to put it in the right order. <laughs> you well, both have you good perspectives. <laughs> I say the Jeter. Right. Um, and. Now do they move down to the planet? Is that no, what happens? Then, then? We see, no. then we see Rafi and right. Rios are right. on the bridge of the ship. Okay. And they have a little conversation about Picard and Seven. And they're both kind of like, wow, that's, you know, that's Seven of Nine. She's famous. She's that Borg from, <laughs> from the Delta Quadrant who came to the came here and became a, a ranger. And they're like, oh, and remember Borg? Picard used to be a Borg too. And they're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Picard used to be a Borg too. Man, what those two must have a lot of weird conversations. What are they <laughs> talking about? It's just a little sort of character moment between the two of them. You do see that Rafi is like searching on her computer for some real Wong. Gabriel Wang. Wang or Wong. Wong. H W A N G. Wong. 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 We don't know why she's looking for him yet, but we know that we know that she has her own motives for going to Free Cloud because in an earlier episode she told Bard, "I'll get you to Free Cloud, but after that, I'm I'm not going to help you once we get there." So we know she's looking for somebody there. We don't know why. So they have this little moment where they sort of talk about Picard and Seven of Nine, and they're both a little bit starstruck by Seven of Nine's presence on the ship. Then we go to Dr. Girati, who's Back in Girati. Her, Dr. Girati. She's in her quarters on the ship, and she's watching old YouTube videos <laughs> of her and Bruce Maddox. Maddox, and, and they Maddox, are boning. Maddox is, what? like, cooking her. It's this cute little sort of romantic scene where he's making, cookies, he's making cookies and and she's making fun of him. And, like, why don't you just use the replicator to make cookies? And she's mm. and he's like... 
because replicator cookies suck. suck. So I, yeah. I bake, I make them the old fashioned way. And then they start making out and you realize that Dr. Girardi and Fanatics were not just professional colleagues. They were also, they uh, were phone in, phone in hard. So you see oh, her watch. Wow. Yeah. You, they don't show the boning. They just, you see them kissing. Yeah. The boning is implied. <laughs> That's probably a, probably a good choice. It's implied boning. I mean, this is streaming. They could theoretically show boning if they wanted to, but they don't. They choose not to. Mm. So she's watching this video and sort of feeling sad and missing. You get the sense that she really misses him. She cries. And it's just a little moment that establishes their relationship. Yep. So she's deeply invested into uh, finding him and, and yes. getting nice. Yes. Okay. Because he vanished years ago, so she mm-hmm. hasn't seen him in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So now uh, they've arrived. Go ahead, man. You're about. I'm curious. Uh, with um, seven of nine, uh, she's been deborgified, so she, she's not really an android. She doesn't have like uh, like a supercomputer skills or like data skills, right? She's just like a normal sort of deborg human. Yeah. Well, she kind of does because she still has a lot of Borg parts in her. Uh, this, is okay. this is actually a plot point in this episode. Because she was Borged as a child, uh, they, the earlier the Borg get you, the okay. more like infected by their technology you become. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons they were able to completely remove Picard's stuff is because Picard was only a Borg for like a very Five. short period of time. 72 and, he was hours already, and he was already a fully grown man when it happened. But because Seven was kidnapped as a child, she's got Borg shit all running through her, mm-hmm. even even now. Mm-hmm. So she's still got the thing around her eye, you know, right. she's still got the things on her fingers that she always had on the old show. She's still she's still got a lot of Borg tech in her. Yep. OK. Cool. How's it going, Jake? What are you doing over there? Um, making really detailed notes so I could try to follow along. What's what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> There's I'm no it. test at the end. You know, it was, there's, it, was it was funny when I was doing the yeah. There will be no quiz at the end. <laughs> <laughs> when we were um, when I was doing that show yesterday that I did, those guys have their cameras turned on. I didn't turn. I didn't have mine turned on, but they all had theirs turned on, so I could mm-hmm. see them. And it was funny watching them because you could tell when one person was let's just like clearly not paying attention. Because <laughs> right, right, right. They right. would be like looking away from the screen, like doing something else, and just like oh, this is why you turn the cameras off because yeah. <laughs> then you just focus on the voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to we, the bridge. They're, they're on the bridge. They've arrived at Free Cloud, and. Free Cloud, because of its sort of Vegasy, anything get, goes nature, they get, get, they get uh, infected by pop up ads. Future pop up like, ads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they call down to the planet and they're like, we're here and we, <laughs> we're requesting permission to, you know, beam down or whatever. And then all these pop up ads, like that are holograms, right, start popping up all over the bridge. Like, and they're all tailored to each individual to specific person. person. Oh. So, like, Picard, Picard gets one for like, a fancy tea room where you can go and have like fancy, <laughs> fancy yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. like 
I forget Rios what the gets like a whorehouse in. type place. Yeah, and then like uh, Rafi gets one for like a drug den, like an opium yeah, yeah, yeah. den. Opium den. <laughs> <laughs> because somehow these people have like they they're able to tell who you are, and so they tailor these things uh, directly to you. Somebody's I mean, been selling the, their user data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> user now, Elnor user. does not get one. No, the other. Well, first. Dr. Girardi gets one that's like a boxing, like where you go to box robots yeah. and they're like, and she's like, how do I get rid of this thing? How do I get rid of it? And she's like, they're, like, they're all like, you have to punch really it. Hard. You have to punch it in the head. You have to knock its head clear off its body. And she's like, I don't even know how to fight. They're like, just punch the thing in the face. So she does and it flies off and then it goes away. It's all very funny. It's a very cute little comedy moment. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is when the show goes, this is when this episode this flicks the rompy comedy, yeah. comedy mode, right? Yeah. The first fifteen minutes or so have been pretty dark, but dark. now now it gets very goofy yes. for the next goof. for the next twenty five yeah. minutes or so. It's just a goof, and it reveals like character really well too, right? Because it is so specifically tailored mm-hmm. to their specific yeah. things. And then Elnor, our our hot young Romulan, you know, warrior Killer. prince, he's all upset because he's like, I didn't get one, and they're like. <laughs> Nobody knows what your deal is. Yet. Nobody so, knows who you are, bro. <laughs> you don't have any metadata because you've been living on with the warrior nuns your whole life. So mm. that nobody was able to give you a, a guess what your hologram should be. Yep. So anyway, that was a pretty funny little thing. Well, they and go then down planet. Rafi does a little. Rafi does a little digging on her computer, and she figures out that uh, Bruce Maddox is being held by this right. person named Bajazel. Bajazel. And then seven and perks seven up comes off the bridge, and she's like, "Bajazel, I know that per, I know yeah. her." And they're all like, "And they're all like, you do?" And she's like, "Yeah, I've run into her in the past. She kills Borg and cuts them up for parts. She she sells their parts. So then that's where the plan comes in, right? We'll bring, so they're we'll like, bring, "How do we get? How are we going to get to her?" And well, they're like, "Like we're selling uh-huh. them seven. They're like, seven "You can't, nine. you can't." You can't shoot your way in because she's surrounded by security. You can't like bribe your way in because it'll never work. Like they're like, we have to like trick our way in. We have to we have to heist our way in. This is another one of those moments where Matt has talked about how uh, Picard on the show was always like suggestions. You know, when, when they have a problem, he does it again this time. He's like, he okay, well, suggestions. He asks them what we what we should do, which is a very Picardy thing to do in the old days this scene would have taken place in the conference room <laughs> but in this show it just takes place on the bridge uh so they're like well we're we're gonna have to like bluff our way in somehow how are we gonna do that and seven of nine is like you have to offer them something that they really want and they're like what could that possibly be and she's like me, me. you'll offer them <laughs> And they're all like, dun, 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 like. Now, as Bejazel, well, wouldn't you be a little, like, wary, like, fucking Picard and Seven of Nine show up on your doorstep? Well, they... Hold that thought, man. Oh, thought. You're okay. on the right okay. track. <laughs> you followed so well. <laughs> I've said this to you so many times, but it's so true. It is amazing to me, your ability to follow the plot, <laughs> just listening to me and Sean <laughs> describing it to you. Well, you guys do a very good job then. I don't think we do. <laughs> There's something about you that's good at following things. Well, I'm pretty sure we are not doing a good job. <laughs> You'll have to ask the listeners to get their opinion. 
So, so this, uh, this where they had they realize they're going to have to cosplay their way into <laughs> yes. Oh, that's where the costumes come. Yes. In. So So Captain Rio dresses up like a pimp. <laughs> I mean literally he's dressed like he's got this yes. he, ridiculous green outfit wide brim hat who's oh. like pink hat with a big old feather he looks yeah. like dolomite i mean he's basically just dressed up like a pimp it's mm-hmm. very funny um they put picard in this sort of like all black like outfit with a he's got an eye patch and he's wearing a beret yeah and he affects this kind of absolutely ridiculous french, french. accent it is terrible because jean-luc picard is french, french. and speaks french but he instead sounds he sounds like what we do yeah. when you're making <laughs> speaking in a french accent <laughs> ha, ha, ha. let so, me introduce you to seven of nine yeah, look at my baguette is ridiculous <laughs> les poissons les poissons you know it's it's that level of ridiculous yep. so they've got so they put him in these outfits uh and so their plan is to pretend to be uh brokers who are going who are trying to trade seven for Bruce Maddox. That, well, they don't say it's seven. They say they're trading an ex-Borg. Yeah, th- or, th- yeah, we know it's seven. They don't yeah, know it's right. seven. Right. But that, that's the, they, they're good. They've got this ex-Borg. They want to trade for Bruce Maddox. So the but, scenes kind of now cut back and forth between the planning of the heist up on the ship and what and seeing them execute it down on the planet. Right, right. It's very sort of Ocean's Eleven-y where yeah, you yeah, hear... Yeah. You hear George Clooney describing the plan at the same time that you see them actually see it happen. It cuts back and forth. So Rafi tells. Didn't the captain just uh, mention that uh, Seven of Nine is so famous? Uh, So how would they not recognize Seven of Nine when she put a bag on her head? You're going to put a go ahead and put a pin in that one, too, man. All of the questions (laughs) answered. These are good questions. You're asking the right questions. But and then finally, Picard. Picard is also so famous. There, uh, an eye patch is not going to keep you. You from don't think an eye patch and a beret yeah, and a ridiculous French accent is enough to disguise the famous Jean Luc Picard? Mm, that's not. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just, just hold, hold on. on. You're, okay. You're, you're, all of your thoughts are valid. You're, okay. you're in the zone. So. They tell R- Rafi tells Rios, look, you're pretending to be this like broker and you have to be in character because you're going to run into this guy called Mr. Vup. And Mr. Vup is this kind of alien looking dude. And his deal is that he can smell lies. Yeah. Vup's species has like 2000 olfactory. Yeah, yeah. Scepter yeah, yeah. she's like he can smell any he can smell if you're lying hmm. so you're gonna have to be really fucking convincing when you talk to him and you can't she's like you can't just be your usual like i'm a sad broken shell of a starship captain you're gonna have to really like play up this <laughs> step character. it up and he's like i could do that and she's like i don't know if you can but whatever so they beam down to the ship or they beam down to the bar They've set up this they've Rafi has set them up with like fake credentials so that they so that they've gotten themselves this meeting 
with uh, with Bajazel by pretending to be these brokers. So they beam down to the ship. Rios beams down, and he goes up and he orders a drink from the bar, and he's being sort of flamboyant to try and like Attract play attention. his character. He's LARPing, basically. Yep. So he's... And then Mr. Vup comes up to him, and he's all like, what do, what do you want? And he's like, I'm here to see Bejazel, and I've, I've got something that I think she would want. And he shows them a, he shows Mr. Vup a, a hologram of the like insides of of seven. Mm. And he's like, I've got a Borg that's got all this Borg, these are Borg bits in her. And I know that Bejazel would want that. And the people that I work for want to make a trade for uh, Bruce Maddox. And Vup is like, mm, I can smell lies. And I'm starting to smell like maybe you're lying. So then we go back up to the ship. This is another little like cutting back and forth moment. And we see that they've injected Rios with like uh, these like chemicals that will relax him so that he can lie and the and Vup won't be able to smell him. So then we cut back down. She's like, Rothfi's like, it's my own little, you know, cocktail that I made up that will let you get past Mr. Vup. He's like a he's like a smart dog. Yeah, exactly. He's like the lion cat in uh, Saga. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, okay. you, you don't know you, Saga? Those people, it's listeners a, at home, <laughs> you can sorry, look that up. It's, it's a graphic novel. It's a uh, pretty pretty famous. It's um, although it's modern, so there's it's like sci-fi. It's a it's a couple and they're traveling through and it's their adventures and they I think they have a cat or there's a cat that uh, that can tell when people are lying, so they they call it the lying cat. Interesting. So they inject him with the relaxation juice, and that allows him to sort of bluff his way past Mr. Vup. Meanwhile, back up on the ship, and they're 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 finishing up this little cutting back and forth thing. Everyone's all in their outfits. So the plan is that seven of nine is gonna they put a bag over her head and they handcuff her and they give her a little like transporter thing. Because the planet is uh, has a transporter like force field around it, so you can't just beam in and out willy nilly. You have to have uh, permission from the people who run the show down there. But they're like, if you use this transponder, we'll be able to get keep a lock on you, and we can beam you out once you get your hands on Bruce Maddox. Mm. Okay, fine. So they put the bag over her head. They put the handcuffs on her. Dr. Girardi is going to stay up on the ship. Her deal is that she's going to run the transporter and she's going to beam everybody up. And she gets a very funny little comedy moment, too, where she's like, wait, what's my job here? Because she's like, I'm not a transporter person. I don't know how to use the truck transporter. And everybody's like, it's easy. No problem. You can you can run. Yeah, the you still just push up three things. In <laughs> still just the same three things. It's always been. They're just digital now instead of uh, analog switches. Not actual levers. It's just they just go touch screen. And then Elmer because he doesn't get an outfit. He's like, what's my costume going to be? And they're like. You're not good at pretending to be anybody. Because <laughs> yeah, he's been raised by these warrior nuns. Yeah. So the joke that Don't they keep lie. making about Elnor is that he's just he's just completely naive and like doesn't really understand anything. And he's just like, I don't get to dress up. And they're like, no one would believe you as anything. <laughs> 
but exactly what you are. So, well, also, so he's got the whole mouth, way of just absolute keep your mouth candor, shut and right? just be yourself. What? He doesn't know how to lie, really, because right. he's raised by people who don't ever lie. He was raised by those absolute candor or nuns who believe in always telling the truth. So he doesn't quite get it. And so they're like, you just keep your mouth shut and just stand there and look menacing and Pretty. attractive. Right. Oh, is Elnor the one that looks like uh, Legolas? Yes. <laughs> yes. We were talking about that last time. Okay. That's the one. Got it. All right. I've seen pictures. Now I, I see, know who you're talking about. Cool. That helps. So fine. So they're like, okay, fine. You can bring down. Uh, we'll get you. We'll, I'll take you to meet Bajazel. So that's when Picard beams down and Picard's got his he's got seven of nine with him. And he, he he's walking got a bag, like back on her entire head. time for in Chong movies. Yeah. And he's like he, he's bobbing up and down like constantly. <laughs> it was really funny to me. So he's talking to Mr. Vup and he like whips the bag off of her head and he's like, look at her. She is disgusting. A horrible creature. Infected by the book. You know, it's like so ridiculously insane. <laughs> the voice of Patrick Stewart yeah. is used. It's really, really funny. And Picard is like, he tells Vup that he will only hand over Seven of Nine once he has proof that Bruce Maddox is alive. Right. He's like, you must, you, I must see Bruce Maddox before I give you Seven of Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I sound like I'm making it up. That's exactly how he sounds. How he sounds, yep. So meanwhile, back they beam back up to the ship because they're waiting for their meeting with the uh, Jazel. Every time I say Bajazel, it makes me like yeah, laugh. Me too. Mr. Uh, Vup and Vajazel. What a yeah. pair. Mr. Vup and Vajazel. I would watch a whole show about Mr. about Vajazel and <laughs> Mr. Vup and Vajazel. And their adventures in Stardust City. <laughs> that should be the next <laughs> Star Trek Bajazel. Star Trek Bajazel. Yeah. The so they're up on, they're back up on the ship and Rafi is getting ready to leave. Because she's found the person that she's looking for, so she's she's they're they're on the transporter, and they have she and Picard have this little moment where he's saying, "I wish you weren't leaving because this is going to be so much more difficult without you." And she's like, "I'm really sorry, but I have this thing I have to do." And she says to him, "I hope you find what you're looking for." And he tells her, "I really hope that you find what you're looking for too." And it's this sweet little like sad moment between the two of them who. Yeah after all these years have sort of reconnected and become caring about each other again. And so she climbs onto the transporter and beams away. And then we see where she went and she beams down to this like a uh, hospital. Yeah. And she walks up to this young man who's sitting on the couch and it turns out that it's her son, Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel yeah. Wang is wow. Rafi's son. son Rafi's yeah. Rafi's estranged son. And this is a great... I loved this scene. Yeah, so, it's a great scene. He, Super Michelle emotional. Heard, Michelle Hurd, who's playing Rafi, this is, the, this is the first scene with her where I was really like, she won me over with this scene. Like, I've been a little like... I'm unsure about her character as whether I liked this 
performance or not up until this moment. Because up until now, she's basically just been like, I'm upset and I don't like you, Jean-Luc. And in this scene, she's she completely won me over. And I was like, okay, this woman's a terrific actress because she sits down to talk to her son. And uh, it's clear from the way they talk that they have not seen each other in a long, long time. Because he has stayed away from her. Stayed away from her. He's like, how did you find me? She's like, I was doing, I was in the neighborhood. And she's, she tells him that she's gotten clean because, you know, she's got this Mm, drug drug addict thing, with the vaping. And he said she hasn't gotten clean, right? Yeah. No, she's lying. She's lying. She's lying. And it, and it's, the way that she plays the scene is really lovely. It's a really yeah. good performance because you can tell that she's trying to hold it together. Like she's, she's so happy to see her son and she's so nervous about what he's going to say. And she's just like trying to keep her shit together, but at the same time, not doing a very good job. Of right. Keeping right. Her shit together. And she's like, I'm, I've gotten clean. I'm, I've, I've re I'm rebuilding my life. I'm starting over and I want to, you know, be a part of your life, part of your life again, because you're, I know that you're about to have a child. Yeah. And uh, I want to be in the grand, my grandbaby's I, life. I want to be a part of your life again. And he's like, okay, but what about all that nonsense you used to spout about what happened on Mars and how the synths weren't really responsible and all of your like weird bullshit conspiracies that you cared about more than you cared about me and dad. dad. She's like, why? He's like, why do you think we left? We left because you went fucking insane spouting these conspiracy theories and you cared more about that than you cared about us. And she get and she's like, but that's all true. Yeah. She's she's like, that's not a lie though. They're feeding you lies. I I, I know it's it's true true. and I'm right. And I'm still on the track of it. And he's like, Oh fuck, you haven't changed at all. Yeah. You're still the same (laughs) crazy lady. You say change, you pretending to change, but you really, you're just, you're still the same old weirdo that you always were. And, and then the the wife comes out, Gabriel's wife, who is Vulcan, uh, and she comes out, and she's very pregnant. Um, or I guess she's Romulan. I, guess I thought she was supposed to be Romulan. That's yeah, why I was, no, I think yeah. you're right. She's supposed to be yeah. Romulan. Yeah. And she comes out, and she's very pregnant, and uh, Rafi sort of gets to say hello to her briefly, and then the son is like, yeah, she. My mom can't stay. She was just passed through. She's so just passing through. Gotta go. See, see you later, you. mom. Bye. Gotta go. And then they leave, and yeah. Rafi sort of left behind, yeah. uh, crying. crying. Very oh. sad. It was just yeah. a, a really nice. Like I said, it was a, like I said. There were moments where I thought the whole episode was going to be a romp. There was some rompy. Uh, then you had scenes like this, where you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, "Oh my god!" This is so sad. <laughs> sad. It was very sad and really well done. And yep. I am I'm now officially on board the Raffi train. Shell heard. Yeah, it was a great. Well, if they didn't if they didn't push it that far, then you you wouldn't necessarily feel so connected or or, or empathize with the, the characters as much, right? Like like you you just said, man. Like well, you, no, you're mean, now they on gave real stakes to her. Yeah. Like you know, this is a real character thing. You know, now she's got before, like Matt said, she didn't really have like a strong character. You you had the sort of anti Picard sentiment, and you knew that she was like 
so into this conspiracy from the beginning. Yeah. But other than that, she didn't really have it. Now you're starting to see why another reason why she's sort of broken down. Right. You see what it cost her, what all yeah. of this has cost her over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and she still chooses to believe in it because it's it's that like that important or powerful to her. Well, and she's right. I mean, yeah. we know she's right. Like right. the other, you know, her son doesn't, but we do. That seems like a huge advantage to the series, where you're not stuck on some sort of multi-year tour, and the only like way you can delve into a, a character's backstory is you know through quiet conversations and some other part of the ship. Whereas with them flying around, there's like a chance for them to actually meet other people that they're connected to mm, yeah. rather than just it being a, a chunk of dialogue while they're on the holodeck or something. Right. That, it would just that, be exposition. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Here's this my, tra- here's my tragic backstory. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Doesn't I ever tell you what happened to my son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this this way, like you see the sun, and it's, yeah, yeah, you the, you get real, yeah, no, it's great scene, yeah, good scene, very sad, and yeah. So are we back to Bajazel? Back to Bajazel. So now Picard has gotten his meeting with Bajazel. So he's got the he's got seven of nine. She's got the bag on her head. They're standing in front of Bajazel, and Picard is like, eh, voila. And he like whips the bag off the head and it's seven of nine. And Bajazel is very surprised to see. She's like, oh, it's you. And seven of nine is like, yeah, and it's it's me. And you you realize Picard gets this look on his face and he's like, oh, Uh, I've seven of nine lied to me. Yeah, yeah. seven of nine knows more about what's going on. They know, you know, you realize that these two people know each other, which Picard's been had. Card did not know because seven seven said that she knew who Bajazel was, mm-hmm. but she didn't tell him that they pers- they personally knew each other. And at so this Picard point sort of realizing that like, oh, seven of nine manipulated me in order to yeah. get to this exact moment where she's confronting you. Bajazel. Quickly realize if you remember the flashback, Bajazel must have been behind all of that. Right. Because we know that Bajazel cuts up Borgs for parts, uh, and, we know, and that's what happened to each of because we saw it happened at the beginning. Right. So they have this scene where it's it, it it's it's a good scene, and because the Bejazel and and Seven are sort of like facing each other down, and she's like, and Seven like just grabs her by the throat and is like yeah, going to choke. She's to pretending to be handcuffed, but the hand she breaks out of the handcuffs real quick and she's choking her. Handcuffs were f- dummied so that she yeah. could get free. Where so are the guards? She, uh, well, the guards all the guards all whip out their guns. There. They all whip out their guns, and but then Seven's going to like choke this bitch to death. So. <laughs> She's like, put their gu- tell them to put their guns down. So Bajazel's like, put your guns down. So everybody puts their guns down. Because as long as Seven's got her hands wrapped around this girl's neck, yeah, you know, they're not going to shoot. Yep. And <laughs> Elnor is there, and Elnor's like, are, are we, we still, still pretend- pretending? Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really understand what's going on. And Picard drops the British accent and flips, flips the eye patch I've... up off his head onto his forehead and he's like 
no. He's back to being Patrick Stewart again. He's like, no, I think we're all finally done pretending now. <laughs> nice. It's a pretty funny little moment. So yep. you realize that they have this uh, backstory. So, so what happens? <laughs> then we get a little, and so we go back up to the ship. We get a little scene with, uh, so Rios, Rios is still down in the bar and he's in sort of watching this all happen over in a corner of the bar. And he calls up to the ship to Dr. Girati and Dr. Girati is freaking out because she's like, ah, I'm, I'm going to have to run the transporter and uh, I don't know what to do. And so the emergency medical hologram shows up and he's like, what is the nature of your psychiatric emergency? Because she's like freaking out. He's like, you are suffering from elevated levels of stress and hypertension. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's like, do you require a relaxant? And she's like, no, get out of here. Deactivate medical program. So he vanishes. It's just this quick little like moment. They're building, they're giving Gerardi all of these like comedic moments mm. in this episode um, for reasons that will become clear. Yeah. The end of this episode. Uh, that sounds bad. So she has this little moment. She's like, fine. then she calls back down to Rios. She's, she's like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in front of the transporter. I'm ready to go. He's like, I don't know what's going on down here, but things have gone sideways. So be ready to beam us out at a moment's notice. And she's like, okay, I will. I'm ready. So now we're back to Seven and Picard and Pete Jazel and Dr. Bruce Maddox. So Seven is going to kill her. And Picard gives a very Picardy monologue where he's like, murder isn't justice. And we must, you know, we must hold ourselves to a higher standard than this. and Do not give up the humanity that you fought so hard to achieve, Seven of Nine. And she's like, let me tell you a little story. Uh, Once upon a time, there was a boy named Ichib. And she basically tells you a story that if, you've, if you watched Voyager, you already knew. The story that I just told you. She says, we found Voyager. We found Ichib back when I was on Voyager in the Delta Quadrant. I, he was the closest thing I ever had to a son. And Bajazel murdered him for his parts. And it sort of implies, I don't know what you think about this, Sean. You tell me what you think. It implied to me that Bajazel and Seven were in a lesbian relationship with each other. Did you get that? uh, I did not. Because there's a moment where they're like, first of all, Bajazel calls her Annika, which is her name from before she was Right, 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 right. And they seven sort of implies that they had a very close personal relationship because seven says, I'm the one who told her about uh, Egypt. Right. 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 Says, right. Bajazel pretended to be a Fenris Ranger and infiltrated our group. And that's that, how okay. we now, are. Yeah. 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 Now that you're saying all that, all you're right. I think you're right that they do imply. There's a relationship. This, I, and just the way the two of them are with each other, yeah, it sure. feels much more personal than just, even more personal than you killed someone I loved, which is right. already pretty personal. There was it a felt, betrayal. It beyond felt like that. a real betrayal beyond right. that. And just the way the two of them are with each other, it just was giving off, you know, I have pretty strong gaydar and I was getting some serious vibes off, mm-hmm. off of seven and Bajazel. I So that was my own personal feeling on that. Was that like, Oh, they were a couple. And she f- fucked her over and killed her son. And that's yep. why Seven yep. is acting the way she's acting. Yep, yep, yep. 
But anyway, Picard's like, I understand how that must feel, and I'm so sorry, but murder is wrong, and you have to be better than that. So finally, they strike a deal where they will let the Jaisal live. Seven agrees. I will let, let the Jaisal live in exchange for, for Dr. Bruce Maddox. So they bring Dr. Bruce Maddox out, and he's in rough shape. And they're like, fine. We will let you live. We're taking Bruce Maddox with us. Five to beam up. And they all beam back up to the ship. And they leave Bejazel alive behind in the bar. Oh. So you're thinking, Just hey, clean cut. Get yeah. over, and yep. they pulled it off. They they accomplished the heist. They got Bruce Maddox. This episode is a why is there still 15 minutes left in this right. episode? <laughs> so then they have a little scene where they everyone takes everyone leaves to go take Bruce Maddox to the sick bay or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it's just he's hard, really just up. hard and seven alone on the trans in the transporter room. And he says to her, thank you for your help. Can I take you, you know, I, the least I can do is give you a lift back to your, back to the Fenris Rangers, back to your gang, back to your people. And she says, you don't have to do that. They They're already, sit, they already sent a ship. They're on their way to pick me up. You can just beam me back down to free cloud. I'll be fine. Oh, I would God. like to borrow a couple of gigantic phaser rifles, if that would be okay. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> She's like, you know how vigilantes are. We always need more phaser rifles. And McCart kind of gives her a weird look, but he does let her take the, the takes, two giant uh, phaser rifles. With her. Um, she says, look, if you need any help again, in case you need a ranger again, and she gives him a little like calling card or communicator chip or whatever, I think meant to suggest that we will be seeing Seven of Nine again before yeah. this Season's season over. Well, I'd hope so. It's awesome. Uh, it so she gets like on. She's going to back down to finish her job. Like you're a good. You're following. You are on it, man. You are following this story very well today, man. Mm. So she gets back on the transporter and she beams back down. But instead of beaming to meet up with her crew or whatever, she beams right back down to the bar where bar. she just. And she's got two gigantic phaser rifles and she points them at the Jaisal and the whole bar clears out. Like everyone just a <laughs> bunch of people beam out, a bunch of people run out. And now she could she shoots a couple of fuck. She could shoot a couple of the guards. And now it's just her and Bajazel in the bar. And she's like, yep. and Bajazel's like, I had a feeling you were gonna come back. <laughs> like, I know you better than Picard does, and I knew you were gonna just walk away. And, She's like, yep. Uh, nope, I owe right. you. She's like, I owe you one. You murdered, you know, you murdered the closest thing I, I will ever have to a child. And uh, they, and then she, they have, they talk for a few seconds. It doesn't matter what they say because she seven blows fucking blows out of her. Yeah. <sighs> she literally like explodes. <laughs> like she shoots her and she goes, Plock. <laughs> just, oh, wow. Just, Imagine the word like squelch, but visual. Mm -hmm. She just goes like the (laughs) anarchs, like Gallagher would have done. Yes, yes, yes. like Like Gallagher Gallagher with a watermelon. Gallagher with a watermelon, man. She just blows her to hell, and then she's like, 
And then she just like shoots her way out of the bar with, you yeah. know, she, and then that's the last you see her in this, in this episode. Mm, wow. Kicking ass, taking names. Yep. Seven was sense. seven was seven was not entirely honest with Picard, basically throughout the entire episode. Uh, hmm. She's she's pretty dark she's now. She's got what they wanted. Yeah, she's got her own agenda. That's good. She was definitely running her own agenda. We're back up on the ship. We're in the sick bay. Bruce Maddox is on the table. Picard is standing over him saying We've come all this way to find you. Let's talk about he's he's a mess. Bruce Maddox is all kinds of messed up because the implication is that he's been beaten and tortured and stuff during the time that he's been prison in prisoned with bejazel with bejazel. How many times can we say the word bejazel? <laughs> it's just so fun to say. It is fun to say. It rolls off the tongue. It's not our fault this time. <laughs> No, I mean they that's didn't have to name her that. I didn't. I didn't. We're just her. rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're back up on the ship. They're in the sick bay. Picard's like, "Bruce, it's me. It's Picard." And Bruce is like, "Did you find her? Did you find Dodge?" And Picard's like, "I found her, and then I lost her, and she's dead. dead." Bruce is like, "Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling when the the Tal Shiar came and blew up my uh, my lab that they would come." for the girls and Picard's like where's the other one and Bruce is like the other one's on the artifact her name's Soji and she's on the artifact Picard's like the artifact you mean the captured Borg cube and Bruce is like yeah that's what other artifact yeah, exactly <laughs> there's a reason we call it the artifact. the artifact it's not a artifact it's the artifact <laughs> the capital, artifact capital T capital A yeah. she's on the artifact he's like what the fuck is she doing there and Maddox says, well, I sent one to Earth and I sent one to the to the Borg cube in order to uncover this conspiracy that has been going on, which we as viewers sort of already know about. And Picard has begun to suspect that the Federation and the, the Romulans are sort of are in somehow, have somehow in cahoots to do that. And it has something to do with the ban on on artificial life. Right. Yeah. All of these things that we sort of knew, but have never really sort of explicitly heard said out loud before. Maddox is like, this is what's been happening. I'm surprised Maddox didn't warn his uh, the the girl on uh, on Earth about like the the Romulans coming. He talked he... about that. He says the mom. This is we talked. I think you talk you, you called it exactly, Matt. I you said, said you thought the mom was going to be an AI, and that he right. that's what he calls it. Mom is seen, an AI. There have been a couple of scenes, man. You'll remember where first Dodge. And then later in the series, Soji talked to their mom on the telephone. They FaceTime. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At both times, those conversations were a little weird because mm -hmm. when she, when Daj talked to her mom in the very first episode, talked about Picard. the mom said, go back to Picard. And Daj was like, how do you even know who Picard is? So you knew something was going on with the mom. Like maybe the mom was in on it. Mm -hmm. Then the second time we saw the mom, it was the mom was talking to Soji and the mom lied to Soji and said, Dodge is fine. I just talked to her. But we all know Dodge is already dead, right? So the mom and the mom also like said some code words that sort of put Soji. Yeah. See, you do remember, man. You're good at this. 
So we, so I speculated at that when the second time we saw the mom, I was like, I don't think the mom's real. I think the mom is like a hologram or whatever, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. And now my, I was right. You my, were right, hundred percent. Suspicion confirmed because Maddox tells Picard that the mom, he calls her the mom, mom AI, AI program or so, whatever. Yeah, says Dodge's mom AI must have activated her, and that's why she was able to like kill those Romulans and stuff or whatever. Um, so, so anyway, then Doctor Gerardi comes along and says, "Look, uh, he's weak. He needs to get some rest. You need to stop. Like, you know, you leave him alone. You can talk to him again later after he's gotten some rest. We've healed his wounds or whatever." Picard's like, "Fine, do what you need to do. Take care of him." Picard leaves. Picard goes back up to the bridge. Rios says to him, "Where are we uh, going? Where are we going?" Picard says, "We're going to the artifact." Rio says the artifact is in Romulan space. That's going to cost you double. More danger, more money. More danger, more money. And Picard's like, uh, okay. I mean, yep. I, I guess I can just sell more, more wine. More wine. <laughs> to pay you double with my earnings from my, my famous French vineyard. So Rios is like, fine, we'll go to the artifact. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you might want to go talk to our stowaway. Yeah. And so Picard goes over and he knocks on somebody's door and you hear Rafi saying, go away. I don't want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. So you so realize Rafi. that after Rafi had that uh, conversation with her son, she, came, she back. came back to the ship because she didn't really have, she doesn't have anywhere else to, to go. Mm-hmm. She has nowhere else to go. Her son rejected her. And yep. uh, what's she going to do? Stay on free cloud? Like, yeah. So she bur- she beamed herself back up to the ship. So Picard's like, I'm happy you're back. And that's the end of that little scene. Yep. Mm. So then the last thing that happens in the episode is we're back in the sick bay. Dr. Gerardi is taking care of Bruce. And she's like, he's like, I'm so happy to see you. And she's like, I'm so happy to see you too. And then she like turns off his life support. Oh. And he starts like, spasming and, and like dying, dying saying, well, and the emergency medical hologram shows up and she she's like deactivate yeah she's like turns him off and she's like she's like standing there and she's watching him like die, die. on the table and she's crying and she's like she says i'm so sorry but you don't know what i know I wish I didn't know, didn't know what I what, know. They, what they told me. I wish I didn't know what they had shown me, which we don't know what that is yet. But my guess is it's something that the mean Vulcan Commodore. Well, yeah, signed. you're guessing that the converse. My my, my my prediction for the flashback for for episode the next six. episode is that conversation. Mm-hmm. They're going to show us the conversation because all they showed the one was. Commodore asking her, I heard you were talking to Picard. Yeah, what, did you, what did you and Picard what did he, talk what did he about? Say? And that's all you saw. And everything else has been from Gerardi's point of view. This yeah. whole scene pissed me off. Oh, yeah? I hate double crosses. Oh, okay. I hate them. As a storytelling device? Yeah, I hate them as a storytelling device. They sent you as a person. <laughs> I don't like it. It bugs They're me. They're playing upon your honest nature. It just bugs me. That's what I always like. I this is that this is the Alex Kurtzman uh, influence. I think because fucking I don't know if you watched Alias, but Alias was like 
all about double cross, double cross. Oh my god, so many! Oh, so many double so irritating. <laughs> How many double cross? Triple crosses and quadruple <laughs> crosses. Like, so it was impossible I was a to irritated. follow. Who was, who I was, was a little irritated crossing with double cross. Him, yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I get that. I mean. I. I thought it. I. I, I thought it was. It was again sad because right. you got the sense right. that she really loved him. It was clear that she really cared for him and didn't seem to be happy about what she was doing, but has some unknown as yet. I mean, reason. that's got to be a strong motivation if she lets him die. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and kills she him. Did. She does. <laughs> yeah. She does, in I fact, mean, die. She that kills was... him. Not just letting him. I mean, she's actively killing him by doing what she does. He's probably one of those boyfriends that always left the toilet seat up. Just... <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. That must be it. Mm-hmm. What else could it possibly be? I mean, when you, go anyway. to, when you go to the bathroom late at night and you expect the toilet seat to be down and it's not, it's, yeah. Well, there you go. So is that the end of the episode? That's the end of the episode. That was wow. the end of the episode. Oh, Bruce wow. It was a nice. tough way to end. Yeah. Allison Pill, no. Yeah. yeah. Allison yeah. Pill is not bad guy. That's what I was saying. That's what I meant when I was saying earlier. Like, she has a lot of comedy beats yeah. in this episode. Oh, man. So yeah. I was quiet during the middle of this episode because I was like just daydreaming about Allison Pill. They, they <laughs> set up. They, very they, good. They, the the, the, the very scene good. earlier where the EMH comes out and asks her all the questions, the EMH and the, the end asked her the exact same questions. Yeah. That was sort You're of having a, a psychological emergency. What is your psychiatric emergency? Because she's freaking out because she's killing someone. But even like if, the scene where she has to punch the head of off the robot. Right. And she's all like, like, and then she yeah. and then she does, and she's all proud of herself, and she yeah. like turns to Captain Rios and kind of like playfully punches him on the shoulder, like boo boo right. boo boo. Yeah. It's like she's very very charming in this episode, specifically because they knew this episode was going to end with her fucking killing, killing someone. Pat. Yeah, exactly. So they wanted you to fall in love with her just so that they could like pull the rug. More of a pissing you off when they she double crosses you. Yeah. Jacob, she is me... de- she is completely delightful right <laughs> yeah. up until that yeah. moment. Yeah. I'm looking up pictures of Allison Pill right now, and uh, she who's the actress who plays in Veronica Mars? Kristen Bell. Kristen. Kristen, Kristen Bell. She is Kristen. a Kristen. She is a Kristen Bell type, I guess. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and Jacob, you you love Kristen Bell, don't you? Oh yeah, I mean I like yeah. Alison Pell too. She was in uh, Scott. She was on Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, was she? World. Oh, yeah, she is. She's yes. the drummer of Sex Bomb. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so, very good. That's okay. that. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, yep. previews, for next, previews for next week. We see that they arrive at the Borg Cube. So there was no no Soji in this episode. No scene on no the scenes Borg Cube. On scene. the Borg Cube at all. This whole this whole episode was all Picard and Seven and yeah. their adventures. Mm-hmm. But next week we're gonna get a very Soji heavy episode, I think, yeah. because we're seeing scenes where Picard has clearly gotten to the Borg to the artifact. What's the fallout with the crew going to be? Are they just going to be like, oh, I guess he was too injured to live? Or don't know. 
the, I mean, uh, well, but then the the uh, wouldn't the hologram be able to tell what happened? The captain, what happened? I don't know. Hey, like my guess, my guess would be that she would like fake the records or, somehow yeah. or mm-hmm. do something to make it seem like because he he just as died. much as she. I mean, maybe I'm reading. You saw it more recently. Am I not wrong in thinking right? Like the last shot of her is her sort of not crying anymore. And sort of no, she was pretty sad the whole is time. He, okay, maybe I that. mean that that seemed re- that seemed legit to me. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Rafi c- character's like special thing is like she's like a hacker Computer. and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They so. call them they call them interfacers. So okay. instead of a hacker, you're right. a, you're a like in, like, like in Star Wars, I think they call them slicers. Yeah. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, yeah her I, I think that maybe that could play, play to it. In real life, we just call them nerds. <laughs> In real life, we call them hackers. That's we call we them men. Yeah, men, men, hackers, men. Yeah, men. there you go. Hmm. Not men, men. Men. Hmm. Men's no, not a hacker. Because yeah, we're I'm all nerds and we're not all very good at computers. Yeah. yeah, I'm the I, least. I barely operate. Um, <laughs> the fact that you've gotten me to be able to do this on Skype is yeah. like, this is like the level of hacking I'm good at. I genuinely feel like I'm using magic when I'm. Doing- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, like, it's like that classic. <laughs> it's like that classic Millhouse quote. I'm not a nerd. Nerds are smart. Nerds are smart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this episode sounded really good. And, uh, you know, like everyone, the audio was uh, generally like awesome throughout. And uh, it was great to have you on, Jacob. Like the the flow. Thanks for jumping on, Jake. Really nice. Did you enjoy doing an Inside Picard? Uh, I did. I'd love to watch it. I feel like like once again, I just talked the entire time. No, no, I thought this was more balanced. I continue to apologize. This was more balanced. I don't apologize. I I was, it was pretty riveted the whole time because I'm, I am very interested. I mean, somebody has to Mm -hmm. get trade sentences. It's a, it's a a good show, Jake. I mean, it's worth, it's worth checking out if you can afford the $6 a month or whatever it is. You have well, to sit I'll, through. You have to watch commercials, but I'll have to do a few sessions of my side business of vajazzling people. <laughs> yeah, if you can bejazel, If you can bejazel a few Borgs and cut, <laughs> rip their eyeballs out, yeah. you can. You'll be able to afford CBS All Access. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we've been talking for an hour and forty minutes, guys. We we have. It's been a long for time. an episode that was fifty-seven <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <long. laughs> well, you know, twenty minutes of that was the pre and uh, Jacob coming in and uh, sure. figuring some of this stuff out. Well, well unless anybody would like to add, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake, and I'm Minwin. Good night, everybody. 